1: Welcome in here. It's another edition of the Early Line on the Grid. It is SportsGrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez here. Guys, thank you very much for stopping by, hanging out with us as we, uh, as we take a look around the world of sports here today. And uh, plenty of news, uh, believe it or not. Some, uh, some good news, especially, funny, Dane, how we were just talking about uh, this week, we were talking about how don't give us any more dates, all right, don't give us any more dates. Don't give us any more promises until you have a better idea. And given how most of this country is shut down through you know, the federal mandate of uh, at least through April 30th, as far as that goes, that give us something. Wait until the end of it. Don't be promising dates only to kick the can down the road. So uh, the PGA Tour went ahead and uh, announced all of golf, including the Masters, uh, announced uh, what their plans were gonna be for the end of the year. Everyone's like, okay. Um, and then, sure enough, you know, we uh, we ended up uh, getting a chance to hear uh, there on, uh, on Monday, um, late Monday night. We ended up uh, hearing, uh, of course, into yesterday about how Major League Baseball has got moving forward with some plans. We got a little bit more of a, a glimpse into what's going on. No dates, but... At least a better understanding of where their head is at and what they're thinking. We've also heard um, from Wojanowski. We'll tell you about what he said and what Adam Silver has said, who came out and also was like, you know what, May 1st, can't do anything until May 1st, which I think is the smartest thing. We talked about it. You know, at least tell us we got to regroup come May 1st because that's yeah. the earliest you're going to be able to tell anybody anything. Um, so, a lot of good news around the country, too, over the last couple of days. Uh, some of the um, you know the death rate seems to be going down a little bit. Some things start to seem plateauing. Certainly, where you are in New York City, uh, the epicenter, um, not nearly as uh, as ridiculously sad and painful as it has been. Um, so it, that's all good news. You know we're really starting across the board, starting to get a little bit uh, glimmer of hope each and every day, which is good. I mean, nobody's saying tomorrow's a you know a cure, guys, and everyone run into the streets, uh, but at some point, you got to get a little bit of uh, good news. And we seem to have at least been getting that. And even in your area, Dan, I mean, listen, you're in the heart of New York City. And while it is still touch and go for a lot of folks along uh, along those lines there, um, at least a little bit of good news. But unfortunately, you know, people take any good news and they act as if this is all over, you know, yay, let's throw a party. But that's, that's not the case right now in New York, but good news is
0: good news still. Yeah, I mean, you know, the idea that the the hospital rate is not doubling every right. three days, I guess, yep. you know, I, I do want to, you know, put some context in this, right? Like a plateau is great because it's not a continuum of right. spike. But what that still means, Joe, right, It's still thousands of people being hospitalized or, you know, hundreds of people dying. And those still are humans. Those still have family members. You know, so absolutely. But maybe we are starting to see, in essence, that social distancing can impact the curve. Right. And I think that is something to take solace in, that we can do something it is still a long road to hoe there is still a lot of pain to be felt but what it does for me joe is at least like we have to keep on doing this we have to do it for real we have to do it right and then hopefully we can have an impact and save other people's lives even though this disease will continue to ravage the country Or you know the foreseeable future, but hopefully we can talk about what it might look like on the other side of things and start to think about that.
1: Yes, I and I thought it was interesting too because we finally, for the first time, you know, one of the big question marks that we have had was, and we've always said it, is like without the proper testing, right? um, Without the ability to be able to kind of test the athletes, like any plan really goes. It's almost impossible when, when we've thought about it. And, you know, finally, we kind of got a glimpse, uh, you know, with the information that was being leaked about the, uh, the future of what testing is going to look like. And not necessarily, guys, the testing to see whether or not a, uh, a player has it currently, but more along the lines of the ability to find out if a player or a person has had it and is carrying the antibodies, which on a lot of levels uh kind of means that yeah you're in a totally different ball game than somebody uh who doesn't meaning that you might be at least for a short period of time a little bit uh, immune to it and that is a way that you can get back to at least playing some games getting on the court being around fellow teammates uh if you know that you're you have the antibodies which means much like a lot of other things in this world, that uh, once you've had it, the chances of you being able to get it, it's not 100% that you're clean and clear, but it certainly, I think, would be enough of a percentage according to the medical directors and what we're hearing that they're willing to produce these tests, tens of millions of them in the works that they're anticipating being able to test players, get the results back rather quickly if they show the antibodies, Kind of that gives them a clean bill of health to be able to get back and be around one another, which is really, we said, the first step in any of this, Dane, is being able to at least look at the guys and figure out, all right, who is asymptomatic, which we're all worried about, right, A possibly passing. But if you've got those, uh, if you've got those antibodies and, and you can recognize it quickly, I think that's the path that everybody seems to be looking at in charge right now those readily made a a test which are coming apparently that's our key to being able to get back to a little bit of normalcy in the world of sports
0: joe knowledge is power yeah and that's that's really what it comes down to again i'm not trying to play a doctor but the idea of social distancing okay the reason social distancing at this moment in time is kind of like our only weapon against the virus is because we don't know on a large scale who has it, who doesn't, right? If we knew, right? And that's why the testing is so important. If we knew if you've had it, if you're positive, if you don't have it, then we could at least respond appropriately. The reason social distancing is in place in this country right now, Joe, and I don't think people understand this, is because when we don't have testing, we have to operate under the assumption mm-hmm. that we all have it, okay? And it's not about you trying social distancing to not get it. It's about social distancing to not spread it under the assumption yes. that you have it because we can't broadly test, at least at this moment in time, yep. readily available, efficient testing is not, you know, a reality yet. And right. so, this social distancing is our weapon because we don't know who has it, who doesn't, who's recovered from it. And so we must make the assumption that we all have it and can kind of spread it. That's why we do social distancing. It's kind of uh, assuming everyone has it because we don't have the testing. Right. And that was really,
1: that was the hurdle, man. Was it? That was the hurdle as being what, what has to happen... Because a lot of people are saying, well, sure, if you cure, I don't know how you're going to do it. And you're right, because the, the, up to this particular point, it is, listen, even if you're not showing symptoms, assume you have it. Right. Well, that's not going to cut it if we're expecting the NBA to come back and baseball and everything else. Uh, you can't just assume everybody has it. That's not going to work. But if you can actually test the masses and, and test the majority of, of the players and figure out, well, hell, he— he's got the antibodies, which means he had it, she had it, and no longer have it, then, you know, that's a whole different ballgame, guys. And that's really, especially on a large scale, and that's really what we're looking at doing here across all sports, is being able to quickly and efficiently and accurately identify those athletes and people associated with the sports who, you got the antibodies, you probably had it at some point, didn't know it, and we're talking about some of the world's greatest athletes. So uh, even the guys that we know, the Rudy Gobert's of the world that did have Don Mitchell, they really didn't even know they had it. So that's a great first step. And that seems to be the direction we're moving. And, you know, Major League Baseball came out and said, and, and Rob Manfred talked about how um, that's a plan backed by the CDC. I mean, that is, that is their plan, and obviously, Rob Manford, all the league commissioners talking very closely with the CDC and, uh, and the doctors involved here, the public health doctors, um, and that is a plan they can get behind where identify the players who have the antibodies that really, can, you start giving them the, the green light to get back on the court, back around each other, you know, and even certainly with basketball, um, you know, not uh, so you don't have to practice, you know, being away six to eight to 10 feet away from people. That's how you're going to do it. And that seems to be what Rob Manfred um, hinted at and talked about with the uh, the readily available tests that they plan on. Uh, if all the final tests go well, having this. And again, this is a big if. But the plan is um, they're going to sign off on the, on these tests here that they feel are going to be the most accurate start implementing them there, at least in Major League Baseball, and then start to work on some of the ideas, which we'll touch base here uh, coming up, about how does season look like. But to me, Dane, if you can do that, the masses, not only players, but of course us, the public, the fans, uh, being able to do that in a, uh, in a way that we can all kind of rest a little easier, exhale a little bit easier. Um, that, to me, is the road to recovery and the road, obviously, to get back to any semblance of normalcy. And Rob Manfred, although I appreciate the fact that he came out and he gave it to us where, this is where we're at, guys. Didn't give a date. Obviously, I, I'm thinking, you and I both think in July, probably, right? Somewhere along those lines. Um, didn't give us a number, didn't give her things, but did kind of give us an idea of what and how they're looking at it. and That's good, I'm okay with that. And, uh, of course, Adam Silver did the same thing. So, giving us, I wouldn't say definitive dates, obviously, or giving us false hope, that kind of at least gave us where they're at. And that's, you know, wondering, Dane, as a fan, is even worse than promising us something that you know you might have to kick the can down the road. So, uh, kudos to Rob Manfred and, uh, and others who are at least, that's what's going on. Now that we know, Dane, Right. Mentally, we can kind of prepare ourselves for what's coming.
0: You know, I, the way I like to think about it, mm-hmm. and Joe, and you mentioned this, it's not about a date. Right. OK, it's not about a date because then everyone's thinking like, oh, June 1st, right. oh, Memorial Day, whatever. And are then kind of like, oh, well, you said now. So, boom, let's go to the beaches or let's go to the, the stadium. Yep. And that's not what it is. The way I would prefer to think about it, Joe, and you just alluded to it, it's not about a date. It's about when we cross this horizon. Right. Right, which, and and that might be, I believe, readily available testing. Yes. When that is the case, I don't care if that's two weeks from now or three months from now. That's correct. And it's not about the date, it's about like the conditions in this country Mm. or what we would be able to identify and know, right? Because listen, I mean, it's just logical, people. You know, the, the issue here is not that so many people have it. If you have it, stay the F home, okay? If you're sick, stay home. Right. The problem here, Joe, is that there are so many asymptomatic, yep. undiagnosed people walking around, and they are the threat. Yep. Okay. So you, to everybody, yep. right? So that's where the testing comes in. Whether it's testing to see if you have it or not, or testing to see that you've already had it. That's yep. what we need to know. Because, like, listen, it's obvious. Okay. If you're sick, you should you know, be home and not risk spreading it around. But it's right. well people, either because you haven't had it or because you've already had it. Yep. That's we have to find out more about these people so we can kind of respond accordingly.
1: And I love honesty. I love when, the, you know, don't lie to us. Don't spit in our face while right. it's raining. Don't promise things. You know, we all live on a calendar, right? I mean, times everything. But you said, like you said, you right. said May 1st. Like, all right. We're past that point now. They realize that they're not going to do that again. Adam Silver says, you know what? I'm not even going to be able to talk about this until May 1st, until we see. So, you know, that already tells us, given the information, we know at least the plan of getting the country back working. Um, You know, forget about sports. Just getting folks back to uh, to their jobs and to their livelihoods. Um, This is what needs to happen. And knowing that now... You know, May first is a good time to regroup, figure out exactly where we are, and uh, I will say this: as far as I'm concerned, if things continue on that kind of trajectory, right, and that's kind of what the plan is, then as those steps start to fall into place, then we are looking at an abbreviated Major League Baseball season, but we are certainly looking at uh, an NBA return and a uh, and the ability to crown a champion there, because I do think, even though baseball has the agreement in place with the owners and the players about what would happen if worst-case scenario season was canceled. Um, the NBA still does not have that agreement, but okay. I do think the NBA is two months of don't finish the rest of the season, two months of playoffs, Dane. They've got still a big window of what's going on, and, and knowing and seeing what we see each and every day and how fluid this is Um, even if they got to go to October, November, uh, you know, the hinting is, and the situation is that we're going to crown a champion here this year. Um, And I know NBA fans are pretty bummed out. They're really pessimistic here, but I do think that it doesn't have to be decided next week, guys. That's the other thing is that don't, don't be bummed out just yet. Keep the hope. I do think the NBA, because just two months and we can crown a champion. I think they've got some opportunities and that, that dropped date that line in the sand what it is and ain't may 1st guys so we're and it certainly ain't in april so there's still some time for the nba
0: yeah and and, but again though joe right it comes down to thinking about it not in terms of a drop dead date right right but like hey let's get x y and z accomplished so we feel comfortable and then we'll see you know is the regular season still able to happen right have maybe Joe, they move everything instead of best of game, a uh, base, best of seven game series. Right. Maybe they are all best of three game series, exactly. you know? yep. or something like that. Who knows? Yep. Maybe instead of eight teams qualifying from each conference, only four do, and you'll right. lock up a round of the playoffs. Yep. You know, then we have to decide. But this idea that, oh, we're going to start on this day, I think that sets up. Yeah expectations and then people respond in their behavior or the
1: idea that it's over guys we ain't playing the season is finished like no, no that that's not it either which we're getting more that pessimism is really starting to take over for right. a lot of nba fans and everything we read dane and see it's like oh no forget it. it's done it's done like yep. uh, pump the brakes guys it
0: works both ways you know what i mean it does We'll just see, but that's the thing. We can't be beholden to the calendar. Instead, to take a basketball term from the Philadelphia 76ers, Joe, we have to just trust the process. Absolutely. Okay, and these are steps in the process that we have to trust, whether that step is to get testing, whether that step is to find sites, right, where it can Mm -hmm. happen. Those are all the steps. It's not about specific dates. It's about thresholds of what we need. At least
1: we know. At least we know, guys, now. Now we have at least a clearer picture of what needs to happen in order to go from A to B to C, and it's not just canceling. So hold out hope, guys. There's still plenty of time um, for the season to crown a champion. We'll talk about what Major League Baseball says they're thinking about doing. We'll do that coming up next year on The Grid, sportsgrid.com.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All
1: right, guys. Welcome back in here. It is the early line on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Joe Ari alongside Dane Martinez as uh, we have finally, Uh, Gotten at least a better blueprint as to what is going to need to happen in order for us to be able to get our sports back, and and really at the end of the day, guys, that's all we all want is uh, obviously for our friends, our neighbors, our loved ones all to be uh, safe and healthy. Uh, But at the same time, uh, while that's taking place, could you please give us um, any semblance of sports whatsoever? That would be fantastic. It is, and I, you know, we have been optimistic from day one on this show we have uh we have been very adamant guys about the glass being half full here and our take has always been and will continue to be that uh every day uh, something new something good is going to happen and holding on to that belief and i know it's been hard uh and many of us feel like it's been three years since we last actually (laughs) endured any sports here Dave. but it's it's only been five weeks, guys. Um, it's only been five weeks, and while it's been the craziest. It. It, it, and it's a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really, it's, it's just craziness, and I get it, but at the same time, we refuse to be, oh, it's over, and it's it, everything's done. It's like, oh, my God, we're never going to get. yell, yeah, like, no. And uh, this week, at least, um, I love the idea of the blueprint. I mean, having hope without any plan is just, that's keeping your fingers crossed. And while that is hard to do, now that we kind of understand the direction and what needs to happen in order for us to get our sports back, it's quite obvious because it's not only what gets our sports back, it's tied into how it gets you back. You know, It gets everybody back to their livelihoods and being able to get back to work and restarting the country. And now that we know that and that knowledge, like after I learned that and after they talked about that, um, to me, Dane, it was, uh, it really did, it was kind of, I was able to breathe a little bit easier knowing that, all right, forget about dates. We right. know baseball's going to play if it's 100 games, 80 games, whatever it is, the baseball's willing to play. The NBA, to this particular point, has been willing to hold out however long it takes, um, which is fantastic. So, at this point, if I know A needs to happen to get to B and then B into C, then, I, you know, in our minds, guys, we can all kind of piece this together and know what the, uh, what the tipping point for each of those markers are. Testing, obviously, being able to identify not who has it, which, of course, is, is important, but at the same time, those who have had it, because, Dave, we're talking about in every model, I don't care which one you look at, 90, 95% of the people, um, it's not a death sentence, number one. Number two, most people have it, they didn't even know they have it or had it, and they've already recovered and had the antibodies. So, and that, would, I would imagine, would include a boatload of professional athletes across all the sports there. So there is hope, and uh, even though we don't have a date, guys, we have reason to be optimistic, not pessimistic, that, ah, it's all over, Daniel, let's take a fork in it, we're not going to have a champion, LeBron loses, it- slow down, guys, it's, uh, it- it's coming, and there's reason for optimism, and I'm glad we got the news this week on how they plan on approaching it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what's mostly uh, important here, Joe, is what you're talking about, and kind of the reframing of the thinking about yes. it, you know, yep. you talked about dates, and then you said, like, you know, having that without a plan, like, that's wishful thinking. That's okay? right. I don't care who says it, okay? Yep. It's wishful thinking because we don't know when you're just saying, oh, May 1st, oh, <laughs> July 4th, exactly. oh, Easter, whatever the case may be. Framing it differently, one of the things you said there, Joe, was like a plan and what markers need to be in place. That's right. right? That's something that's real, okay? When this happens, then this might be allowed because it's not trying to paint you into a corner saying it must happen by then. That's right pressure and 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 you right. know maybe people trying a little too hard instead thinking about when this is the conditions are here or once we pass this threshold then that sounds like more strategic thinking that sounds like a plan joe instead of just pulling a date out of thin air and saying We gonna be ready then, because it could be far later. It could be earlier. So instead of trying to create false hope or expectations, let's just be honest and real. These are the steps we need to take. We don't know how long they will take. We don't know how long it takes to develop these tests. We don't know exactly what the curve will look like in a week or two. But you're setting out the kind of parameters, or conditions, or markers. That's a lot different than saying, hey. May 10th, MLS, let's go. Exactly correct.
1: And that is a good thing for all of us, guys, because at least we're all on the same page. There's no guessing as to how it's going to happen. We know how it's going to happen and what the path to getting back is now. So then let's assume, guys, right, uh, we get the testing in place by May, which is it sounds like that's what they uh, are shooting for. All right. Well now, like Dan had mentioned uh, you know, last segment, okay, so now that that's in place, now we need B to happen. And B right. is locations and arena and places to be able to get the sports back. And our, um, our friend Jeff Passan at uh, ESPN covers baseball, been doing it forever. Um, he has an interesting tweet here um, over the last couple of days that he posted regarding the Major League Baseball and the association Um, are backing that plan uh, by the CDC, by the way, who's also, um, you know, in on this and in on the discussions on what would need to happen in order to get back and start playing baseball. And they want to, or at least the plan is, according to uh, Jeff Passan, is that they be in training camps or spring training uh, at some time in May, and then we already told you it's going to be a three-week spring training season. They're not dropping everyone back in and saying, well, I'll go. Um, but we did hear, okay, about how they plan on doing that and some of the obstacles um, that are in front of them. And it looks like the Arizona aspect is, is alive and well. At least they're continuing to explore how that's gonna happen by getting everyone in Arizona at least to start with, uh, get the teams ready to go. And nobody's saying it's gonna be easy. There are some things. But some of the other things I think are interesting, Dana, what are being talked about uh, in order to minimize a lot of the effect here with these games is, number one, guys, um, say hello to the electronic strike zone you guys have been screaming and yelling about for as sure. long as, as human possible. Um, one of the conversations they said would be implementing an electronic strike zone to the, um, and allow the home plate umpire to maintain some sort of sufficient distance from the catcher. So still some social distancing there, but doesn't have to be right on top because really of all the umpires, the home plate umpires, the closest to everybody. Uh, But you take that away, Dane, which I think is is fantastic. They're talking about no mound visits from the catcher or pitching coach. All Right. right. Also, seems pretty doable if you ask me, right? I mean, there's not really... You can yell, you can scream, yeah. you can tell, you know, communicate in between innings, there's, uh, there's that. And here's another one, Dane, and we'll talk about uh, each of these. Okay. Seven inning double headers. Yep. All right, which um, if it starts a little bit earlier, uh, if they are able to get games sometimes, let's say beginning in June, uh, that would allow baseball guys, believe it or not, that would allow baseball to get 162 games in with the double headers if they can start end of may beginning of june again big if but major league baseball is obviously they're not leaving any stone unturned here dane so let's start with the electronic strike zone here um do you like it do you think it's good and oh by the way if it actually works out that way is that going to be the future of major league baseball
0: possible remember like even Last year, the year before mm-hmm. that, we were talking about that. This was tried yep. out, remember, in the independent league, yeah. I believe, here on the East Coast. And remember, we broke that story, Joe, and, like, the pitcher didn't even know what was happening, remember? Because the umpire is yep. still actually, you know, given the signals for balls and strikes, he's just getting buzzed somewhere or being told in his earpiece or on a buzzer or something like that it reminds me of the Houston Astros if you want to know the truth of yep. uh, being sent the signals but that's how it could go and Joe I'm <laughs> it didn't of, go smooth by the way yeah, we, we fair should enough. <laughs> fair enough. but you know I'm also I mean you play baseball Joe I'm reminded of like little league baseball where the home plate umpire like stood behind the pitcher yes and not even didn't have the equipment, you. you know behind the catcher so I yep. guess there are ways before we get into these rules and I do want to talk about things like communication and mound visits mm-hmm. but it's also important. You know, the idea that Arizona is the site as opposed to, say, the spring training complexes in Florida, Joe, mm-hmm. right? Because you've mentioned this. In Florida, correct me if I'm wrong, they're spread out up and down the coast. All over. Right? Whereas in Florida, over. they're concentrated right around yep. the Phoenix Scottsdale area. You yep. also have Chase Field, which is where the Diamondbacks yep. play. So, you know, kind of in a smaller radius, let's say. So almost like more able to quarantine them. I've been talking about things like building the truman show bubble right. and it's interesting that that can happen more in they out- have 10 uh,
1: fields well, dane like right, right. on top yep. of each other so exactly. makes a makes a
0: ton more sense man ton right. more sense but, yeah, with the strike zone, I, you know, I these are things that were kind of coming anyway right. uh, in experimental phases. And unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. I think this is—we talked about this with the NBA even, the idea of maybe moving the schedule permanently. This is a time to start to experiment, and I don't think the, the robot strike zone would be the worst thing at all.
1: Yeah, and listen, it's— um... Interesting times. We we're all, and I think even the purists at this point, Dane, are like, "Hey, we can get 162 games, let's end, do it. right then, then let's do this." Uh the seven-inning doubleheaders to me, I think, are very interesting. Um, I know some people would have a problem with it, but the reality is, listen, if you get to the seventh inning, it's tied. You're going to get extra innings anyway. So you know what I mean. You're you're probably going to end up getting. In in many instances, anyway, the ability to go nine innings. Mm. Uh, But I love the concept of it. There, get the seven innings out. Kind of changes the way. And again, these are just all being proposed. Sure. Changes the way you manage the game and you approach the game because instead of playing nine, you're playing seven. Um, Good for pitchers. And I love that. And and we talked about you know uh, Justin Turner talked about the home run derby. Did like no no you don't you don't want to cheapen the game and. uh, You know, make it a uh, a, a really a clown show at that particular point. Finish the game the way it was meant to be finished. Doesn't have to go nine innings, but at least at seven innings, I know that the game is over. It's been played the way it's always been played. And you can, you know, you can actually live with the outcome of that game, win or lose, based upon knowing that the game was played the right way. So I don't have a problem. I never thought of it like that, but seven innings, not a bad
0: way to go, Dane. So. I don't have a problem with it. However, I do have conditions or an asterisk on it. Okay. You know? If they were to go that way, seven innings and double headers, or to be quite honest, any plan mm-hmm. that has that relies heavily on double headers. Right. Okay, if we're going to have a spike in doubleheaders in baseball, I think two other things would have to happen to accompany it, Joe. One would have to be some level of expanding the rosters. Right. Okay. because you can't we've already expanded to 26 this year. But um, if you're going to have so many doubleheaders, you need to give managers, you know bullets in the chamber and so whether that's an expanded roster where every team has kind of a taxi squad that can go up and down from AAA to the major league level without any repercussion if they're gonna have anything that has a sharp increase in double headers i think what has to happen as part of that plan okay is a, uh, an expanded or an increased roster and the other thing that i think joe has to be part of any plan with double headers you mentioned it I actually think they need to try to reduce extra innings. Yes. If you're gonna have um a lot of double headers, because you can't have game one of a double header on the first day of a series going 17 innings, and then still having to have double headers to the you know game two and a double header yes. on Sunday. Yep. Okay, so I actually would again, if you remember, in the independent league, right? They were uh, the World Baseball Classic. They were toying with putting a guy on second base to yes. start the inning there um, I actually believe it could be interesting to if they're going to go through this scenario right out ties yes. in Major League Baseball but I do believe if you're going to have double headers I like it but you have to do something with the roster and you have to protect against a crazy extra inning game as well.
1: Uh, yeah at all valid points. But again guys this is not written in stone. It's simply so, just a, uh, a they're sure. kicking around a lot of ideas how to get this done. Uh, And one of the other interesting things is they're talking about field microphones, that players can be mic'd up as an added bonus, obviously, for viewing and those types of things, having access to players, also being able to communicate a little bit that way. Um, Really cool stuff as far as that goes. And, uh, And I don't mind that at all on any level. I think that's really cool. And then it is, well, what do you do with the dugout? Because there ain't going to be no social distancing in a dugout. Guys are always right on top of one another. So the plan is, in these particular fields, to allow the players to sit in the stance. Mm. Um, and so that way they can assure that the players are, they're not on top of each other, that they can have uh, at least enough uh, distance, the recommended distance, away from each other. Which is interesting, since there's no fans anyway. I right. mean, it's a little weird, I get it, but if that's a just another layer of keeping it safe, right, then so be it. If I sit in, you know, behind home plate as a player and then get up to have to go to bat, what the hell's the difference if it's to the left in the dugout or in, you know, in the first row there? I don't have a problem with it. It'll look weird, but I would, it would look weird not having any baseball. So if that's the alternative, sit their asses in the stands, Dane.
0: Yeah, that confuses me a bit, Joe. I got to tell you the truth, because isn't only, the only reason this is going to happen is under the premise that these players test first and are cleared. Right. right. So if they're cleared, then why can't they sit in the dugout with right. each like
1: other? Like I said, if it's an extra layer and it's just okay. a, hey, we're looking to, you know what I mean? I, same thing with the umpire, being yeah, able to kill I'm all right with that. Until, you, until some other things come down the road, if this is just a situation where we're better safe than sorry, so yeah. be it. Guys sitting in the stands ain't going to bother me. I don't think it's going to bother them, so... Yeah. No, you know, the, the know problem why? for the Astros though since they can't they can't run in to get the TV monitor there and see that might be a the garbage can on yes, yeah. side.
0: Yeah, that some might be a team little team bit
1: of a problem,
0: but they'll I have, have to get over on, it. Yeah. I have an idea on some of these other things you're talking about, but I know we got to take a break. Let's talk about what the access could look like in Major League Baseball, these mm-hmm. microphones stuff when we come back on the other side of the break.
1: Yep, we'll do that. Of course, uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, else about the uh, UFC that we're well aware of here that uh, that is going to be happening, the opportunity uh, to get some fighting back. And uh, Dana White is doing his thing. Also hard knock, guys. That's, that's mm-hmm. still coming up. We got some I'm information back. on that. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot going on here. We'll get to it coming up next year on the early line. It is The Grid, sportsgrid.com. We'll be right back.
2: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome in here to the early line on the grid, SportsGrid.com. Thanks for hanging with us here as uh, Dane Martinez and myself uh, continue uh, to get uh, a little bit excited here on the news that's, uh, that's been trickling out here over the last couple of days about uh, what needs to happen, when possibly it could happen as far as getting us our sports back. And if it's one thing I can, uh, I can definitely be sure of, Dan, it's that uh, collectively, um, no matter who you root for, right? Even Tom Brady fans, uh, Patriot fans, Buffalo Bill fans, Steelers fans, no matter what it is, right? I don't care, Yankee fan, Red Sox, doesn't make it there, Astro fans even. As uh, much as we may all have our differences and we don't like each other because of our team affiliations, um, we are all united in the front of, give us our damn sports back. And, uh, and that is exactly what we are holding out hope for and that is exactly why we uh, choose to be very optimistic about the future here and the news that's been coming out, certainly regarding uh, you know, baseball and Rob Manfred really talking about first step testing, next step location wise. Now there are, we told you of course, some uh, they'd like to go to Arizona because of the fact that, you know, there's 10 fields within a very close proximity and uh, it makes sense there. Now of course there's uh, friends like uh, ours here at the network, you know, Craig Mish who covers the the Marlins there and he goes, um, yeah, he's not necessarily happy about that because he's like, Why everything in Arizona? Like, what's you know? We've got you got a couple of ballparks in South Florida, for instance, where you got the Astro, where the Astros and the Nationals play, and where the Marlins and Cardinals play. It a half a mile from each other. So you know, his point is like, listen, you've got three or four ball, like there's no reason to send everybody to Arizona, and that makes sense, and I get that. um, But of course, trying to keep it for simplicity, and again, if we're talking about just playing three weeks of spring training somewhere, and then eventually getting back to the stadiums. This kind of sounded like to me, they were talking about a plan in baseball where not only you get the three weeks of spring training out and then we start the season in Arizona, that kind of thing. So, um, I I don't care where it is. You can play it on the moon for all I care. Just, you know, as soon as you can get baseball back, I think it's better um, for everybody, but we do know and thanks to Dana White and the UFC, Dane. We, we are very well aware that Dana White and the UFC, if they had a chance to play on, you know, to fight and hold a match on the moon, they'll do anything in their power to be able to get it, including Dana White saying that they are, um, and again, it's a billion-dollar corporation there the UFC, so um, they can afford to buy their own private island. Can you... Can you even imagine such a thing, Dane, that that's where we're at in this world right now, where a league is just going to buy an island and hold its matches there?
0: Well, like, how do you even do that? You know what I mean? Like, I, maybe this is hashtag first world problems, right? right? right. Like, how do you even, are there listings on a, on a, on an app yes. somewhere where you can find out, like, oh, these islands are up for sale? And how do you set the price for yes. an island? You know right. what I mean? And right. how is it big enough? you still then have to still build infrastructure on said island or is it like are you playing outdoor ball i have no idea it sounds nice i'd like to know what the going rate is because if i hit all my futures bets maybe i'll be in the market for an island myself but i think another thing we were talking about joe is like what would it look like right? right When it comes back, maybe the idea of double headers Mm. being, you know, increased in baseball, maybe the idea of, you know, I like the idea of putting, you said no mound visits, Joe. And I think we can do that anyway. Like in in, in football, there's a speaker in the quarterback's helmet that just gets shut off with like 15 seconds left on the play clock. We've heard this from the XFL, right? So I think it's possible to have a speaker in the pitcher's, you know, in the bill of the pitcher's cap and and a mound visit. You don't have to go out there. You know, a pitching change. You don't have to go out there and take the ball from the pitcher. You know, you could. there's ways to signal this electronically for mound visits as well. Right. And I think any sport that comes back, because there will likely be no fans, Joe, I think whether, whether it's UFC, Major League Baseball, the NBA, they're going to have to start to think about enhancing the home viewing experience, yep. right? Because you won't be there um, in attendance in the arena. So is that more uh, players mic'd up, like you were talking about. They've tried that in spring training, in all-star games. Will there be different camera angles? You know, and I think that is something they should consider as well whenever they figure out what this product will look like.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting, shall we say. But, like, what we've learned a little bit here, guys, is that no matter how strange or out of the ordinary or not normal something is, um. We were a little taken back by it initially, and then literally 12 hours later, we're like, yeah, no, that was fine. I well, mean, WrestleMania just held two nights and didn't see, there wasn't a fan in the place over there. And we were like, ooh, a little weird. But then we we're like, oh, okay, we're good to go. So, um, yes, it, it's, while it's shocking because of its, and this is a good lesson in life together because nobody likes change, uh, but what we have seen and what is being proposed thus far is uh, just even the idea of the tournament there, the college basketball tournament with no fans, Dane. It was weird at first, but now we realize, like, I'm good. Like, no problem. They don't have to be there. Um, So we'll get used to things rather quickly. Um, No problem. I don't worry about that. But Dana White basically telling TMZ that, hey, guys, um, it's a top-secret location, but the fight that was scheduled in Brooklyn, right, the card that was uh, set in Brooklyn, is now UFC 249, it's going to be April 18th, and oh yeah, it's, um, it's on an island, it's on a private island, and that's where the fight's going to be, they're not telling anybody where it is right now, it's an undisclosed location, um, it is rumored to be on the west coast, and we know Khabib's not going to be there, Khabib can't get out of Russia. So it ain't gonna be Khabib. So what if they if they have found somebody to step in and fight Tony Ferguson? And by the way, this is now the fifth time that Khabib yeah. Ferguson fight will have been canceled. But now it looks like they're going. Um, shall we say uh, who is it? Gaith? Who?
0: Who is that, the one? Justin? It, 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 yep. That's what's gonna be. Ferguson is still minus two hundred. Uh, the other guy's plus one seventy. It will not be Khabib, right? But. You know, it is interesting this undisclosed location idea. It sounds like a fire festival. Yes. Me. You know, right, it sounds right. like such a and and allure to this, and we'll see how it actually comes down. I've heard. I've been talking about the analogy I've made for the last few days here, almost a week, is the idea if it's like the Truman Show. Yep. It's like wherever you can put people in a kind of protected quarantine yep. bubble, whether that's a Vegas hotel, you, you you rope off some fields in Arizona, you get an island off the west yep. coast. I've heard the Bahamas. I've even heard like on a cruise ship and quarantine them on a boat, yep. one of these big old aircraft carriers. Remember, college basketball did that. They had a few games on an aircraft carrier off the coast uh, of California. So all options are on the table. I think people are getting creative, but we're talking about the conditions that need to happen for this to be a reality.
1: Yeah, and and it makes total sense. In the process of securing a private island, guys makes the problem of foreign fighters not being able to get into the United States to fight. So that eliminates the problem when you can find yourself an island um, that doesn't require them to have to pass through, you know, the borders of the United States. It makes uh, the options, and by the way, he's not talking about doing it just one, like holding, buying this island, securing it, and holding weekly fights there so the UFC can continue You know their weekly, which really we got used to that too uh, last year, was the ability of the UFC. Always they were fighting in Kansas, they were fighting here, they were fighting there. Looking like they want to continue to do that, Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Dane, I don't know what realtor you go to uh, to secure an island. I'm not sure where that listing is, uh, but it is one that they are taking seriously. I kind of it kind of sucks with Khabib not being able to be here and do this fight. Um, but again, Tony, for, they're going to have him there. They're going to fight. Tony is going to win, and then, yep, sure enough, we're going to have to wait for uh, another couple of months before we can get that to happen, hopefully. But that's the kind of, that's the reality we're in right now, guys. We're in the reality of do whatever it takes to get, you know, to get some semblance of normalcy in sports back, and, and I'll give him credit there, Dana White. He has been on the forefront of saying we're going to do whatever we can in order to make sure that we can continue to provide fights and entertainment for folks. And we had always said it, UFC, golf, tennis, probably going to be the three sports that get back to some normalcy before everybody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, my, the cynical part of me, though, Joe, you know, right now how, like, you know, you got to spend 15 bucks to get a roll of toilet paper right. or to get a mask or to get some Purell or some Lysol. Like, whoever owns this island right now, right? You know, Like, they should be price-gouging Dana White or anybody else. Damn straight, Oh, yeah? Well, the normal price for this island is $2.5 million. But you seem to need it a lot, so give me six and we'll call it a deal. I love it. I I love it, man. and demand. Yep. And I, I'm just very intrigued as to what goes into buying an island. I know like Leonardo DiCaprio has done this before. So like, where are these islands? Like off the coast of Belize or something? You say it's on the West Coast. I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out.
1: Yeah. Well, it, we, we know the fight on the 18th, they're saying is West Coast. They won't say where yet. They're not mentioning it. But moving forward after the 18th they want fights every week and the really the only way given the foreign contingency of fighters they have in it the only way you're going to be able to do that they're not going to be able to come into united states from someplace else around the world so the only way you're going to be able to get khabib and others like khabib even if you got here it's two weeks quarantine you know what i mean so you so it makes sense to hey we'll just buy uh an island and and listen there that's sure. not the first thing that's, that's been kind of crazy. You had talked about it uh, earlier. You had mentioned that there was even some thought of saying, hey, take a damn cruise ship and put the NBA teams and the playoffs on the cruise ship. You know, quarantine the cruise ship, make sure it's all good to go. But there you go. I mean, if everybody is AM tested and there's no signs of anything, put them on a cruise ship. It does not get any more quarantine than that.
0: The same theory, right? I've talked about the Truman Show or whatever it is. If you can find a place. Right. That you could, in fact, quarantine everyone you need from athletes to the staff to the refs to, you know, whatever it takes to actually put it on. And that's why, Joe, you know, when we were thinking about sport by sport, we were wondering, you know, in a previous show, how many people does it take to put this on? That's why you talked about golf and tennis and NASCAR and those sorts of sports. But the question is, if you can get everybody it takes to put it on, regardless of how many people that is, and you can quarantine them, I keep on thinking about like jury duty, right? Hold them up, whether it's in a hotel in Vegas, whether it's on an island off the coast of uh, California or something, whether it's on a ship that could be self-contained, you know, if they can do that and they have the testing to clear or understand everybody and do it, you know, kind of frequently enough, then technically, I guess it can go on. On my real question, though, Joe, let's say let's say uh, Major League Baseball does something like this. Right. right? in Arizona, on, on a cruise ship or wherever it is. Like. What will the union say? Like, what will the players association say? And like, I understand it's unprecedented times. and But I would still feel weird, like if I'm the 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 parent of a player or the spouse of a player. Right. And we're saying, no, nah, they're going to test you. They're going to throw you here in Arizona. It'll be OK. Like, do players are they going to be forced? to do this? Yep. Or will they have a, you know, will they ha- like on some level, doesn't that have to be collectively bargained? Doesn't there have to be some level yes. of agreement on the union side to like, yeah. yes, we're going to do this yep. Um, because of, you know, we could, we could dream about all these things, but there right. is still some inherent risk involved. Right. Yes. And these athletes have families, have kids and like, maybe they don't want to still put themselves at this risk. So whatever the solution is, I do believe the union's going to have to sign off. Ashton.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, a lot of moving parts here, but the idea is identify a way in, identify yeah. a location in, and make sure once all that is together, cut the deal with the players and so Now, keep in mind, again, there's already a deal in Major League Baseball. So there's already a deal set in place of who's going to bear the money. There's a lot of money to be lost on both sides. There is a lot of money to be made, obviously, by playing as many games as you can. So... Short of anything absolutely crazy, I don't think there's going to be a lot of pushback from Major League Baseball, the players' union, since they were really the first ones to, you know, come to an agreement with the ownership groups. Not a lot of other leagues have. Um, So congratulations. How do we get 106? I mean, short of anything nuts, uh, but I got to believe Manfred and the uh, and the union there are all working really closely to be able to get this thing uh, ready to rock and roll. And I think it's going to be. Um, sooner rather than later, once, uh, especially the logistics of it, because we know part A, we know the testing is gonna have to take place. So now it's a matter of, all right, assume that's ready to go. Can we split it up between Arizona and Florida? Can you just make it all Arizona? Still gotta get the local communities on board with it. Um, You still gotta be able to, like you said, get the union to say, all right, guys, we're, we're ready for this plan. Whether it be electronic up- strike zones, that kind of thing.
0: Or whatever it they is. They
1: all got to get to, and judging from the amount of money that there could be lost, if, if I'm a player and I'm going, so I get an electronic strike zone and like yeah, like I'm all, yeah, it's better than losing the millions of dollars in my check this year than I would have done anyway, so I'm good to go. I don't know that they'll get a lot of pushback, at least on some of the things that we talked about.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair, you know, and then remember also, this is only for that kind of interim step before fans are allowed, before travel is allowed, trying to see how we can get entertainment and normalcy back to the public sooner rather than later, but in a way that respects the rights and the health of everyone involved.
1: Still a lot of events coming up here, guys, that um, remain to be seen what's going to happen. A lot of Hall of Fame talk, uh, you know, all of that coming up over the summer there. Major League Baseball, you know, there's there are some um, still some of those events left out there that are happening in July and August that we have not heard yet. Uh, golf was nice enough to be able to provide us a a map and, and dates at least through September, October, November, which it, you know raises so many questions about even networks, Dana, and we'll talk about this next hour because. The network, uh, when it comes to HBO, is putting on hard knocks. We'll tell you there's, a, well, it's a little, little different this year. We'll tell you about that. Also, in November, if I'm the Masters, right, and I'm CBS, right. am I what airing the that? Masters on, you know, instead right, of the uh, SEC game of the week? So right. there is, a, even Fox with the U.S. Open. Um, am I holding the U.S. Open or am I playing a the- NFL game, which is slated to open up that? So it's, uh, it's interesting. There is some maneuvering going on there. We'll dive into some of that. We'll do that coming up next in our number two here on the grid. It is the early line, sportsgrid.com.